Just a little disclaimer before we get into things today, this episode of Lane's Locker Rooms comes with some adult themes and some explicit language. Now back over to Harrison, hope you enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome back to Lane's Locker Room. I know it's been a long time, but we are back for Series 3. And this week I am joined by Lewis Blackmore, close friend of mine from uni, also a Torquay and Liverpool fan. Um, this week we're just going to be talking about the Premier League season because we've got the upcoming weekend of the, like, the final games this week. Uh, we're going to go through our team of the seasons, player of the seasons, uh, our most disappointing team like, who's, who's underperformed in the league this season and just some unsung heroes mainly talking about like the January signings. All right, Lewis, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I mean, long time no see. Yeah, I know we just had a chat just behind the scenes because we haven't spoken in so long, but I think we both wanted to be doing this for a while, just having a chat over a podcast. Um, yeah, I think... definitely. I mean, I mean, God, I mean, the chance to talk about football, I mean, you don't have to give me too many opportunities, to be honest. Anyway, mate, I'm exactly the same. Right, <laughs> I think... I think we just jump straight into it. Um, our team of the seasons. I'll come to you first. Um, obviously, you're a Liverpool fan, so I feel like it may be heavily Liverpool based, and I mean, understandably as well with the season they've had this year, them and City. Uh, I think it's probably a two horse race for goalkeeper. But who, who are you gonna chuck in there as your goalkeeper of the season? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say Allison because, of course, I am. Um, I mean, you know, take into consideration, I know it's not the Premier League, but I look at the FA Cup final and the performance he had there. I mean, that's probably just the performance of his, you know, career so far, arguably, you know. I mean, this season he hasn't been as good as other years, you might say, because, I mean, I don't think... Who's kept the most um, clean sheets? Him, him and Edison are both joint on 20, I believe. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, there they go. That's flying the flag for Brazil, isn't it? So... <laughs> Um, um, it's just it's going to be tough for um, the Brazilian manager, I think, this year to um, no, who's going to start in the World Cup. Yeah, who start, who's been starting for them? It, it has been Alisson, hasn't it? I think I it think. has been Alisson, yeah. yeah. Edison's really unlucky because he's my he's my goalkeeper of the season, to be fair. Right. Um, yeah. I think they're, they're very similar. Uh, I think Edison's only bit better is, the, is his distribution and ball at the feet. I think that's, that's how a Pep goalkeeper plays, but it's the way he think, can just ping a ball the way he does. I think obviously if you compare them both, they both play in obviously very big teams, obviously, but um, they they both play in a similar way, don't they? They both like the ball at their feet and they're both, you know, easy coming off their line and happy to come for crosses, that sort of stuff. You know, they're, they're both really top goalkeepers. But I mean, another name I'd throw in there is probably Ramsdale. Yeah. I mean, arguably he's had a great season, but I mean, obviously because Arsenal haven't, I'm sure we'll get onto that. But... <laughs> Um, then he's probably a bit, gone a bit under the spotlight, hasn't he, really? I know people have been raving about him, but, I mean, if we were doing an underrated player of the season, I think he probably would be in goal for me. Yeah, he's he's honestly he's on my list as well. I'm looking at my list and I've got Aaron Ramsdale and then my other goalkeeper that potentially is unlucky to miss out just because his, some of his team have underperformed would be Jose Sarr for Wolves. I think coming in to replace Patricio after he'd been there for so many years and being Portugal's number one. I, I believe Jose Sarr is now Portugal's number one or up there. I think he's, yeah, had, a, I mean, he's had a brilliant season. Yeah, yeah I, mean, too, I mean, replacing Patricio is a massive task, isn't it, really? I mean, he's done quite well, really. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I said, in, in an underperforming Wolves team, it's it's not been easy for him, but he's he's performed well. 
Um, Defence. I mean, there are going to be some front runners in this back four. I think if we go for our um, our right back first, and I'm pretty sure we're probably both going to agree on the same player, I'll let you go first again. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Trent, isn't it? I yeah, mean, easy, easily. I mean, I saw a thing a while ago saying, oh, I don't think he's going to keep up this level of consistency like season after season. But I'm like, well, he's done it for three seasons now. I mean, are we going to, you know, keep shitting on his name? Can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I thought it'd be okay, but um, I mean, I, I get the whole, you know, he might not be England's right back, that sort of thing, but he's definitely Liverpool's number one right back, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think a couple of years ago, we were still using Klein and players like that, and then he's just come to the forefront and just like... He like, just suddenly, he suddenly appeared. I, I, I didn't even hear of his name in the youth areas. I didn't even hear him coming up. All of a sudden, this young lad burst onto the scene what is he now? Is he 23 now? Or is he still 21? Yeah, I, I can't remember because doesn't he still doesn't he still qualify for young player of the season? Which must mean that he's 21 still then. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to have a little check. Um, he is 23. He was 23, but because of his age at the start of the season meant he could still qualify for young player. But, I mean, for me, yeah, what, he's crazy, 23. He's in, is he into his third Champions League final this season? Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, because he was in that um, 2018 one, wasn't he? Yeah. And I I fully regret some of the stuff I've said in the past. Obviously, the podcast we used to do with our other friends, Put Your Foot On It, and I was yeah. saying that he shouldn't be near the England squad last year for the Euros, and uh, we should chuck Reese James in there. And I was even saying to take Wan Bissaka. So... Really? <laughs> wow. And we'll get on to that as well. But um, I, th- I think in terms of the England argument, I think he might... He- I don't know, he might not be England's best choice for right back. Oh, controversial. But, um, I mean, yeah, like I said, in terms of Liverpool, he's obviously number one, isn't he? So. No one no one comes close, I think, this season. I mean, my, my backup right back, if we were to have gone for someone else, would have been Rhys James. Yeah. But he's also been played a lot at centre-back this season, um, which, again, that will feed in very well for England. If they're carry on with the five at the back. Obviously, in a Tuchel team, you need that sort of versatility as a sort of defender, don't you, really? Because he likes to sort of play around with the whether it's a three at the back or five at the back. You know, you make your own mind up on that. Yeah, I think it's just it's easily going to be Trent as our right back. I mean, left back, I'll put my shout out there first. Someone who's been versatile for Man City on both sides at the back. I've gone for Joaquin Sello. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'd, I'd have to agree with that as well. Andy Robertson obviously comes close, and he he's probably been as superb this season. He's been every other season. Him and Trent just racking up the numbers, but I think it's Cancelo's versatility this year, moving from left. Also, I mean, the numbers that Cancelo produces is up there, isn't it? As well, I mean, I think it's is he up there as number of? I mean, obviously, Man City passed the ball a lot, but I mean, I think Cancelo's up there with a the number of. Um, actually passes that lead to goal-scoring opportunities yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I, it's the way that Pep gets his teams to play with the um, with the fact that he gets both his full-backs to fill in as holding midfielders when everyone else goes forward and they kind of play like all the way through the middle. And I think the way he can do that was, with to get his full-backs to that is fantastic. And that is, it's easily Cancelo. I don't know if you have any other shouts at left-back? No, I mean, obviously Robertson's another one, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, the numbers he produces season on season is, um, I mean... Just like Trent is unbelievable for a fullback, really. But yeah. you know that's the way the Liverpool play. So 
you know, I think other teams are definitely trying to emulate that now with some of their signings. I mean, I mean, even Villa, to be honest, with Gerard. I mean, obviously signing Digne and having cash up and down, you know. I think a lot think more teams now like the attacking, attacking fullback. They're trying to follow that model, aren't they? Uh, try and follow, follow the model, get the, get the fullbacks up and up and down, getting a, providing assists, you know. But, yeah. I think there's a, there is a left back though who may not have put up the numbers this year, but performance wise, I think it's been good. Is um Southampton's Kyle Walker Peters. Obviously, it got him an England shout, and he's moved from right back to left back, and I think he's fitting quite well. Um, I mean, I don't know whether he'll be at Southampton next year. I'd I'd like to think he could move to potentially a bigger team. I'm not sure where. I mean, I'd have said Newcastle originally, but they've obviously got Trippier now. Man United could do with um some new fullbacks though, so I, I wouldn't <laughs> say no. No, the fullbacks we've got at the minute. Wow, yeah, that yeah, that's a conversation, isn't it? <laughs> um, I will right, we'll move on to our centre back partnership. Um, again, do we have a front runner that's easily going to fit in there, Lewis? Yeah, I mean Van Dyke is number one, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, to, to, to have a season where he's coming back from an injury like that and he's still, you know, producing the clean sheet numbers he is and. Well, I don't know. It's... I think it does prove one thing, though, that you you finished what you did last season because you lost Van Dyke. Yeah, no, definitely. He I mean, is such an integral even, figure. Even finishing third last year, I mean, that was a that was deemed a failure, really, wasn't it? <laughs> so, and, and the fact that you finished behind that Man United team, who obviously I'm a Man United fan, but that team wasn't great. And I think you were very unlucky with how Van Dyke got injured, and obviously the controversy around that. And oh, yeah. having to then use youth players, you use Reese Williams, Nat Phillips to try and like hold it. Then you got Kabak in on loan, who's had a failed season at Norwich. I mean, you were unlucky. You really were unlucky. Um, but this season has just shown that with Van Dyke at the back, you stick anyone next to him and you've got a fantastic defence. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can say that. I mean, as well as um, our Matip, who's another shout for in a minute. But, um, you know, you stick either Matip or Canate next to him, even Joe Gomez, and they all look comfortable next to him because I think he just controls that defence. And he's got an element of control that I think if you, even if you chuck, I mean, if it's Simakas at left back, you know, it's still an element of control there because Van Dijk's there, just leading from the front. Definitely. I mean, I've always, I've always said that I didn't think Van Dijk would ever get to Terry, Campbell, Ferdinand, Vidic sort of level. But I think if even if he doesn't win the league this year, which let's just say probably not going to now, I think City probably will not happen, probably no. win it. But he could still go on to be probably one of the greatest defenders the Prem's ever seen. I think two or three more years in the Prem, and like he's not really old yet, and especially for a centre back, so he's probably still got some time left in his legs. Yeah, I think the the argument is this the consistency part of it, isn't it? I mean, how, how long has he been at Liverpool now? Four seasons, three and a half. Yeah. Um, because he came in in January, didn't he? 2018. Is that right? I think so. I can't remember, but I know he came. I know he came. years now. But yeah, no, I think, like you say, another two or three seasons. If he's still like playing at the top peak, you know, I think he probably is joining that argument and he's joining that, joining that list of the top Premier League defenders. Yeah. I I think the centre back partner next to him is going to be the tough one because. I think Rudiger's had a fantastic season, but personally, I'd put in Craig Dawson, not just for his Premier League um, appearances this year, but for how well he did in the Europa League. I think he's had an absolutely fantastic season. I mean, what, what was he a couple of years ago? He was at Watford, I believe, and he's yeah. slotted into this West Ham team, and he's a ball-playing defender. He can run with the ball. He scores with his head. I think this season, he's 
he's been integral. And when West Ham have missed him, they have really missed him. And I think the way he partners, he helps Zuma be a better player. But when they have Zuma and another something about like Diop or something, they are nowhere near as good when Dawson's missing. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. I mean, West Ham are... I mean, you can't say, I don't know. I do think they're slightly overachieving this season, maybe. But, um, yeah, no, that's a good shout. I, it, that's one I totally didn't think about. Yeah, but like I said, like, him, and, him and Rudiger were the choices. And I think, I I think stake another claim, I'd probably say Matip, to be honest. Just yeah. Because I think, yeah, I mean, obviously he's had a lot of injuries, but I think this is probably his most consistent season he's had at Liverpool so far. I mean, how's that? <laughs> He's been he's been at Liverpool like five years, something like that. And I don't think he's he, ever had a full he, season. He the year after Klopp, I believe. I think so, yeah. So in Germany. But to be fair, Matt Hipp's been underrated the whole time he's been at Liverpool. Because I think yeah. that's your best part. As much as I like Canate, that's your best partnership, 100%. I think Canate's definitely... I mean, he is a good player now, but I think he's definitely being shaped up to probably be a Van Dijk replacement. Yeah, and he's also young. I think Canate's under the age of 23, so... Yeah, he's still a still young player. Um, I think that's a good defense. So what was that? We've gone for either Allison or Edison in goal, Cancelo, Dawson, Van Dijk, and Trent. It's good. good. I think that's a good defense so far. Um, we'll go on to like a, a midfield three. Um, I'll put my midfield three out there straight away, and okay. I'm pretty sure you'll agree with two of them. You might not agree with one. So I'm going to go for Declan Rice, just because his season's been fantastic. I'll go for De Bruyne because to me. It's been the best player in the league this season. And the other player I was going to put in there is Bernardo Silva. But I'm sure there potentially might be a Liverpool player you want to put in there instead of Silva. I think there might be. I've, I have got another one as well I'm going to throw out there. But um, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I definitely agree with De Bruyne. Yeah, obviously, because I mean, he's, he's arguably been Man City's best player this year. I mean, arguably, probably. I mean, that's probably de- that's definitely a fact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say. I mean, uh, yeah, I think the the element of control they have when De Bruyne is playing, it's just unbelievable because you just think, oh, you know, they're going to score today, aren't they? Because he's just going to put it on a plate for all these City players, especially when you've got players like Grealish adding to the fact and adding to that mix now, as well as, you know, Bernardo Silva, another one you mentioned. Yeah. In terms of Bernardo Silva, he's not one I've always particularly enjoyed watching, but I think this season he's definitely proven how good he is to, to um, Pep. Because I think, you know, he's definitely better from a midfield position as opposed to a wing position. A hundred percent. He definitely likes to, I know he likes to drift out into sort of back into a wing position, but I think from midfield, he's sort of playing another, not a De Bruyne role as such, but Obviously, he's like his, his namesake, um, David Silva. I, I, I get flashbacks of David Silva when I watch Bernardo Silva. Oh, definitely. I mean, so do I. I think um, Bernardo Silva kind of just uh, sits away sometimes. and You don't always realise he's there. And that's yeah. what I've always liked about him. Um, I mean, I, another, an, another player I've put on to my um, list would have to be... Um, James Ward-Prowse. I don't know what you think yeah, about that, that one. That was, that was the other one I was going to mention, yeah. And I, then, mean, I, I mean, he's arguably Southampton's best player this season. I mean, he's probably had the best season of his career so far in a Southampton chat. I mean, I mean, you know, I think he's... I think we should definitely be taking him to the World Cup. 
I mean, I don't really get the whole argument of, oh, yeah, but we've got so many midfielders who are better than him. It's like, have we, though? I, I mean, we've got a few, yeah. But, I mean, the numbers that James Ward-Prowse produces for Southampton, I mean, it's he's definitely got to be up there. and he? He's got to be up there for Southgate, surely. Definitely. Um, it's just, yeah, just it's, it's free kicks in general. Um, so that's, that's our midfield done. I mean, it's, it's, well, well, I was going to mention one more. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You thought I wasn't going to then, didn't you? It's, I mean, Thiago, obviously. Yeah. He's he's on my list, don't you worry. He's he's there next to De Bruyne as, like, being, the, I think, the next best midfielder. He's, but... on the bench. he's on the bench, which I don't think he's going to be from Liverpool now on. Because <laughs> he started off so rough. He really started off so rough in that Liverpool team. And it makes you wonder why. But I think he had to get used to the English way of playing. Yeah. I think he had to get used to Klopp's system as well, didn't he? Because, obviously... I know, obviously, he's a natural passer of the ball and all that, but I think when he first joined, I don't think... Obviously, when he was first starting to play, we were missing, obviously, Van Dijk and people like that. And I think in terms of when they play out from the back, it's obviously a lot of it comes from Van Dijk. I yeah. think it's had to sort of get back into the natural way of playing, um, passing the ball around. So I think Thiago now slotted in perfectly. And I think, you know, obviously, Liverpool probably want to get another midfielder in. But, I mean... He's probably, I don't know, would you say that, yeah, he probably got a good relationship with Henderson. I don't know if it's such a good relationship with Cater so much. Yeah. Obviously, you've got Jones there, he probably could fit in, but I feel like he's still on the fringes. That's what I find weird about Liverpool is, personally, I think their midfield is their weakest part. And then when you look at the players on paper, they're fantastic. I mean, I think your best midfield three, if you can play them all together, is Henderson, Thiago and Fabinho. Yeah. But Henderson's getting on now. I mean, all three of them, I think, are right. At least next 30, up, we have our attacking um, I think this one's yeah, going to be a and bit then, like, more You've got the players a bit through, like you said, Curtis um, Jones. Naby Kater's we'll a little like bit younger than the rest of them. Right wing, still yeah, yeah. have to yeah. reach out three strikes. Harvey Elliott as well. I think, I think if we do the right wing players, we'll probably both pick the same player. Yeah. So I think that's our midfield. I imagine so, yeah. You say it. You say it, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's obviously Salah, isn't it? You know, 100%. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if, as if he, well, I say if I, I, mm, I there's an argument he, we probably won't play against Southampton tonight. So will he get overtaken with a golden boot? That's the that's that's the question. But yeah, that is. Obviously, he's he's been up there like all season, hasn't he? I mean, he got he got to 22 goals and it was like, oh, I'll just let them them lot catch up with me a bit, you know, just to make if, it interesting. That's what's even more incredible is that he went away for the Africa Cup of Nations. And has still somehow got 35 goal contributions in 34 games. Yeah. Yeah. His his numbers, his numbers every season are fantastic. And um, he gets, oh, he's not as good, he's not the best player in the team, or he shouldn't be out there as a Premier League like great. He is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he has been from day one, hasn't he? I mean, he's just the the player of the Klopp era, isn't he? He's just yeah. And when you when you think of his time at Liverpool, you just think goals, assists, just put in position, you know, it's just the positions he gets into is just unbelievable. And the know? numbers he puts up, I mean, I'm looking here, I'm on um, I'm on FOTMOB and it's saying here he's got 155 goals in 252 games. He's not a striker. I know no. people argue he plays up there, but he's not a striker. He gets back. You you can see his heat map when he plays. He helps, he helped Trent, it helped whoever's at right back. Um, I think yeah, he, 
puts in a shit every week, doesn't he? You know, he, he's not one to shy away from the tackles either. He's not one to, you know, not run back when he needs to. You know, he, I, I think obviously Klopp demands that of his players, much like Pep. But I mean, there are some players who don't do that as much. Obviously, um, I don't know, people like Mane maybe hasn't always in the past been like that. More so now, maybe. But I mean, Salah's never shirked away from anything, has he? He's never, yeah, he's never shirked away from anything. No, so, no. I think, well, it's just, the, the hard work does pay off, you know. Yeah, so we've agreed on Salah. Um, left wing, I'm just going to go straight out there and say Son. Uh, I don't know whether you argue that one. No, I, I totally agree with that. Definitely. I think his numbers this season, he's he's performed so well in a Spurs team that really underperformed until Conte came in. And his partnership with Kane and Kulisewski this season has just been unreal. Probably the probably I'd say probably the best partnership this season, even better than the than the Liverpool and Man City partnerships. Because I think Man yeah. City's partnerships changed so much and Liverpool's has been a bit disjointed with Firmino being injured, Yotta being injured, then Diaz coming in. It's all been I think, a bit yeah, I think in terms of Liverpool, I think they've shared the goals around a lot more, haven't they, this season? So Man City, to be fair. But no, in terms of Tottenham, those those two, well, those three really, like you say, Kulisevsky has joined that mix as well. But yeah, like you say, I think Sun's been Spurs' best player this season because yeah. obviously Kane didn't really start very well, did he? And he's had a bit of a dip. I mean, he's done better recently again, but I think without Sun, I don't think they would get in this top four argument at all, would they? So, no, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here. Uh, top goal scorer for Spurs is Son with 21. Kane with 16. So I think this will be the first season since Kane's been their main striker that he's not going to be the top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair enough, really, because, you know, I think, yeah, Son's just as good, if not better than Kane on his day. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, this is what makes it tough for me to choose the best striker in the league this year. Because all in all... Most of the strikers have underperformed. Yeah, really. I mean, t- like if you look at numbers wise, I mean, top goal scorer, the highest goal scoring striker is Ronaldo, but I don't want to put Ronaldo in there because I personally don't think he's actually been that good. Which is crazy, isn't it? In that Man United team, really, yeah, it is. It, it does show you how much of a how, how great Ronaldo is. Let's be fair, you know. So I think I mean numbers without without hardly anyone really supporting him in that United team, you know? And he's almost got 20 goals and he still could if he if he performs at the weekend in the final games. I mean, the yeah. next high go- the next highest goal-scoring striker yeah, is Kane, but again, not a very good season. And you work your way down the list. I mean, Jota, is he a striker? Well, I'll tell you what, I'd say, well, if we're talking Liverpool, I'd say Mane more recently. He's yeah. definitely been a striker recently. Yeah, I mean, Mane, Jota and De Bruyne all on 15 goals. I mean, it's interesting the season. And then I've also, stupid as it sounds, I've got to chuck Jamie Vardy in there. Mm, 23 really? games, 23 games, and he's still got 14 goals. I think, yeah, it's funny with Vardy, isn't it? Because he's been out for quite a while now, hasn't he? Or is he, is he back now? He is back now, isn't yeah, he? I think he scored five in his last three or something like that. Yeah, but he did have a long injury spell, didn't he? And obviously, Leicester City haven't been as up there this season as they, as they no, have been. No recently the only other player I was going to say because we don't have to have a striker per se I'd say Jared Bowen I think he's had a fantastic season yeah no that's that's a very good shout I mean I watched him it was obviously 
then against Man City at the weekend, he was just oh, he was crazy good, wasn't he? So those two goals he scored. Yeah, I, uh, I do go. I, I think I'd have him as my third attacker. So him, Son, and Salah. I think it's a, that's a good, it's a good three. You don't have to have a striker because I mean, if this is an actual team, Son or Salah could play up front he, anyway. He's a, forward, he's a forward. It's fine. It's all yeah. right. He scores a lot of goals. So, um, well, that's, that's our team done. I mean, let's just say we move on to like some unsung heroes for the season, and I'll let you put your first shout out there. Yeah, I mean it's Luis Diaz, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to, to, I mean, obviously everyone and their dog has been talking about Luis Diaz, but I mean, it's just the impact he's made since coming in in January. I mean, he's he's been here what five months. I don't think he even started initially, did he? Straight away, so no, he didn't. And uh, it was um that first goal he scored, and then he's it was fantastic, and he's just he's just worked on that, and I, he's honestly I mean, been fantastic. I mean, everyone, everyone spoke about Jota when he came in and breaking that front three, you know, of Salah, Mane and Firmino. But, I mean, Diaz is going to be the one to do it, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, my unsung hero, I think, after what happened last summer and then coming back to the hardest league in the world and performing, has got to be Christian Eriksen. Yes. I think he's come in I and he... I agree with that, yeah. I think he's potentially saved that Brentford team from falling into the relegation battle. And yeah. I look at the table now and Brentford are sitting quite healthily in 11th and they can still potentially finish in ninth. Yeah. So I think is- I think everyone early in the season, everyone was saying, oh, Brentford are good. They, you know, they've got a good front line. I mean, Tony is great. Bermo is great. And obviously they've got, is it Wisser as well? So, yeah. They've got a good lot of attackers there, but I think the one thing they said everyone everyone said they were missing is a playmaker. In comes Ericsson. Oh, they've got a playmaker. Brilliant. Yeah. He, you know, he has the camera scoring now. Completely changed it. Um I'll just I've I'll just take I'll read off my list and you tell me whether you agree with me, some other unsung players this season. Bruno Gimmersh for Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, that's a timely one, isn't it? That, that last night, that was yeah. Yes, I caught a bit of that game and I I thought that he was fantastic. Um, another player we've mentioned is Dejan Kulisewski. I think yeah. he'd come in, he's helped that um, Tottenham team and he's a good replacement for like, obviously Ali's gone. Uh, he's better than Lucas. He's better than Bergwijn. So he is definitely an upgrade. And Ben Tanker as well, both of them coming in at the same time yeah. have been really good. I mean, other players that were already at their teams, you've got Rodri. I think people forget about him in that Man City team, and he's theoretically Fernandinho's replacement. And all but he's confirmed, good. he's going in the summer. So he's the CDM, isn't he, for the future? Definitely. Yeah. And you just mentioned Ivan Tony, and I think without him, Brentford are gone. Mm. But you can also mention the negatives about Tony, all the stuff he's been saying this season about Brentford. I don't wow. think he's there next season. I have a strong suspicion he's going to go back to Newcastle, and I yeah. just think. I think they're going to cash in. He's in Brentford could be really lucky. He's an English player, so already... Could you, could you imagine uh, Callum Wilson and Ivan Tony up front for Newcastle? Oh my God. It'd be mental. It'd be absolutely mental. Um, just two more players, um, both Man City, who we haven't mentioned as part of their attack, Sterling and Mahrez. I mean... I mean, definitely, definitely Mahrez, because he, he pops up at the most crucial times, doesn't he? Yeah, I think this is potentially Mahrez's best season in a Man City shirt. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I we we haven't said much about Sterling, but I look at his numbers this year. He's got 13 goals and four assists in 29 games. I mean, 
he's now he's still only 27 so he's theoretically only hitting his prime now and yeah, that is that's crazy isn't it i mean he, he feels like he's been around for so long Liverpool 10 years ago yeah he was playing for Liverpool 10 years ago yeah so I, he's he's always been a good player. I mean, Phil Foden again, but I wouldn't say Phil Foden's had as good of a season this season as he did last year. No. I think this year's probably been the sort of out of the spotlight, under the radar sort of year for him, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, t- still 27 matches, nine goals, five assists. I mean, those numbers for someone who's only just 21, I mean, that's that's really good. I mean, obviously, he's one for the future, isn't he? He's, he's definitely a player now, but I mean... In terms of like when De Bruyne obviously eventually leaves City and people like Bernardo Silva or these other playmakers in steps Foden, already the complete player and he's going to, you know, be the player for the future for City, definitely. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll quickly cover our player of the season, young player of the season. So if you just, you tell me right now who your player and young player of the season are. Oh, that's a difficult one. I mean, fellow listeners, you know, bear in mind that Harrison's put me on the spot here a couple of times. <laughs> didn't say we were doing player of the season time, but it's all right it's all right um see as a Liverpool fan I would say Salah player of the season but has he been the most consistent and has he had a great season overall probably not obviously the numbers he produced is yeah great like we've said but the, the the last few weeks of this season hasn't been as good for him has it no I mean I think I'm probably going to say De Bruyne for player of the season especially if I say if Man City win the league, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, I, think I think so. It's Bruyne, isn't it? I mean, you take him out of that City team, you're losing how many assists and how many goals and just a, the complete playmaker, aren't you? You so, are. Yeah, that's, my, that's my player of the season. How about young player? I'm assuming you'll probably go for Trent. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll say Trent because, yeah, it just about fits into that. It does, it does feel a bit wrong saying that, to be honest. But Yeah, definitely. But, like, like we established, he is the young player still. So Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to agree with both what you just said. My player of the season is De Bruyne and my young player of the season is Trent. And I think it's it's harsh on Declan Rice, but I think it's got to go to Trent. Like I say, though, I think if, if Salah had been continuing this form, he started on so well early on. Obviously, I know he's got 22 goals and whatever, you know, but I think... If he hadn't gone to, Af- if he hadn't, if he hadn't gone to the AFCON, I reckon he could have got 40 goals. Yeah. I mean, that's how good of a player he has been this year. Um, I mean, that, that, we'll just go through the last couple of things before this um, podcast comes to an end. I think, obviously, best team of the season. Obviously, you really should be thinking, oh, Man City or Liverpool. Who do you think has performed better than what they should have this season? Mm, well, I'd probably say West Ham, to be honest. Yep. I mean, despite being in the Europa League, they've still done well in the league, haven't they? So I mean they're gonna finish theoretically they're finished seventh is it seventh or sixth? Um they're fighting United for the uh for the last place, I believe. Yeah. So if if they bet um United result, they're finished sixth. I mean if we're talking if we're talking a team that probably weren't doing so well and now have like almost completely changed their mindset, it's gotta be Newcastle, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who predicted they finished as high up as they are now, you know, they can still the table. They can still finish in the um in the top of the, like in the top half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're twelfth, and their three points could take them to ninth if other the results go their way. Even if they finish twelfth, the start they had, 
It's incredible, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Howe, what a job Eddie Howe's done there. I mean, I, I know they've had a massive takeover and they've got lots of money pumped in, but it's not like they've fully capitalised on that yet, have they? No, they made two, was it two really big signings was Gimoresh and Wood, and I wouldn't say Wood's been that good, really. No, no. Um, I mean, like, like it's, it's not like they brought in Mbappe, is it? So... No, as much as Newcastle fans think that's going to happen, I don't think it will. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. They've got a lot more money pumped in and maybe that's part of it as well. But I think, you know, don't do Eddie, Eddie Howard a disservice by saying he hasn't done anything at all. I mean, he's completely changed the mindset, hasn't he? I mean, you, you look how they played last night against Arsenal. I mean, OK, Arsenal are partly, you know, they got they need to take a portion of the blame themselves. But yeah. Newcastle took it to them. They took the fight to them, you know? Yeah, the only other team I'd chuck up there is probably Brentford, just because yeah. I don't think anyone thought they were going to finish as high up as they're potentially going to. And maybe Palace as well, because at the start of the season, they were favourites to be bottom of the table. And yeah, Palace, yeah Palace, Palace, magic with that team, really. Palace is a good shout, you know. And I think they've, they've got a good contingent of English players and then Zaha as well. And uh, like Michael Lise and Abarieze, I think that's a, well, on paper, that's an exciting front three, just exciting to watch. Um, definitely. I tell you what, it's, if there's one club that know how to raid the championship well, it's, it's Crystal Palace, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> like I said, Elise and Eze, that's two fantastic signings. Um, last, the last um question before we call it the end here. Most disappointing team of the season. Do you know what? I think I might say. Um, uh, oh, let's go Norwich. Oh no, 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 no. It's Manu. It's Manu. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it easily. That's the end of the podcast, not talking about it. <laughs> Potentially finishing eighth. I mean, with a team that has Ronaldo in it, Pogba, Bruno Fernandes. I mean, Harry Maguire is a world-class centre-back on his day. De- David De Gea, one of the best. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> but, Hang yeah. on, did we hear that right? <laughs> on his day, and he hasn't been his okay. day. He hasn't had many days, though, let's be fair to him. No, <laughs> I mean, um, I don't want to talk too much about my United because... There's no need to really, but no one tears this early on a, on a Tuesday morning. I was hoping that next season, new manager, new team could potentially do something different, and that's it for my United. Um, I think, I think, I think, yeah, you get Ten Hagen, give him the summer. Let's let's see, let's see. Yeah, right. That's been a a good, nice, long chat, Lewis. It's been um nice speaking to you again after that so many months not speaking to you or seeing you. Just um, like old times, eh? Just like old times. It is. Right, that's our Premier League team of the season, player of the season, young player of the season, our most perform- best performing team of the season and my United being the most disappointing. Um, this is me, Harrison, and I was joined by Lewis Blackmore and that is the end of the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>